Hey, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. Hope you enjoy the message. There is a major difference between cartoons today and in 1965. Uh, the speed. We would have had 18 snowball fights and some other things happen uh, by the, in the time of just Charlie Brown walking across. I just that, that really speaks to me, just the speed in which that happens. But also, that's indicative of so many other things that go on in our lives is the speed. Just something as simple as a cartoon, you can see how uh, things have, have changed a little bit. Um, you may not know this, but the author of Peanuts, Charles Schultz, um, is a Church of God, or was a Church of God guy. Um, probably our most famous Church of God guy. Uh, so, uh, and uh, there you go. So now you like Peanuts even more. You don't even know. Uh, but I wanted to show that this morning. One, because the kids are in here, and anytime I get to show uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas on at Christmas time, it's always a good, uh, good moment, a good time. And this morning, we want to answer this question: Can anyone tell me what Christmas is all about? <laughs> Can anyone tell me what Christmas is all about? The lead up to this scene and to this moment, you can hear the desperation in Charlie Brown's voice, right? The desperation, the exasperation of, can anyone tell me what's going on? And maybe if we're honest with ourselves, we don't have to show our hands, but we may have had that same feeling this Christmas. Can anybody tell me what in the world is going on right now? Christmas is going too fast. Everything I touch seems to be broken. Uh, things were going on in my house this week that my mother-in-law yelled down the stairs, Clark! Because we were, we were reenacting un unintentionally uh, Christmas vacation. Uh, and so she was rightly referring to me as Clark. Um, I didn't fix a new post with a chainsaw. I just want you all to know I did not do anything like that. May have been tempted, uh, but I, ha I haven't been there yet. Uh, but... We, when those kind of tense moments happen, when those interesting things start happening to us in our uh, Christmas experience, we get to that moment, Christmas is ruined, Christmas, somebody can't come. Maybe when the storms hit, I have a friend uh, who is a pilot for Southwest, and I was talking to him uh, this week, and I said, so what is this week look like for you? He goes, I don't know, but uh, I might be uh, developing a, a cough. Because uh, he's like, I don't, you don't want to deal with it. 50 mile per hour crosswinds and snow and oh, I don't know. That's not the way in which I want to spend my Christmas Eve with a bunch of cranky people in my, my airplane because we're late and it's all of a sudden my fault that there's 50 mile per hour winds, right? Because we're so desperate for an activity, an experience, a tradition, a whatever fill in the blanket is at Christmas time that sometimes we miss what it's all about. We get too caught up into doing Christmas than seeing what Christmas has been done for us. And that's the tension, that's the temptation. Now, all of us have probably been uh, struck with the childhood trauma of a certain song. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. I'm telling you why, Santa Claus right? The trauma of those lines, because it's about, that song is about, have you behaved? And my father would start singing that in June to me. 
So there's some childhood trauma attached to that song, but the idea of that Christmas experience and that understanding of Christmas causes an issue. Now, it's a fun song. It's hilarious to sing. It's a fun part to be about, oh, is Santa Claus watching me at this time? To think about this. But what that does in our brains, intentionally or unintentionally, Christmas is about what I've done, what I'm going to do, not about what's been done for me. Do you see that switch? That's a problem. And we do that. We graduate that from a, from a child. What am I going to get? What am I going to get? What am I going to get? Did I do enough? Was I good enough? Did I do this? What? To a parent, did I get the right things? Did I cook the right stuff? Did I provide the right experience? Did we go to the, all the things? Did we do the right... All that stuff, boom, 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 boom. And this unintentional tension starts building up, building up, building up. Did I do the right stuff at Christmas? Not did I experience what Christmas was for me in this moment, in this time, in that moment, in that time. So this morning we want to challenge that thought. We want to step into that. Christmas isn't about doing anything right. It is about what has been done for you. It's not about doing stuff right. It's about what's been done for you. What has been done for you? Christ has come. Christmas is about the God of love who deeply cares for all people coming to earth to change humanity's existence, to change the nature of the divine and earthly relationship, to to change the very way in which we can interact with God. Christmas is a pivotal moment in humanity and all of history that God himself would come for you, for me, for all of humanity, not as a conquering hero, not as a conquering king, not as some uber-powerful, uber-rich megalomaniac but as a baby placed in a feeding trough, visited by some teenage boys on a winter's night in Bethlehem in the middle of absolute nowhere. Because God loved us so much, he said, you know what, we're going to change the whole program. And I'll come, and I'll set right all that is wrong. That he does it, not us, not the way in which we have hung the stockings on our chimneys, not the way in which we've decorated Christmas trees, not in the way in which we've wrapped presents, not if you're a bag person or a box person, not if you have a nothing box or if you have little ribbons tied around your house and you send your kids on scavenger hunts because you're just kind of mean. <laughs> Someone feels, some people in here feel attacked. I don't know uh, who that may be. Um, wherever you're at on that, right? But Christmas is what's been done for you, not 
what you have done. We have always been tempted to make Christmas about what we're doing. Joseph and Mary probably were tempted to make it about the trip to Bethlehem. They probably were tempted to make it about the inconvenience of not having room for them. They were probably tempted to make it about how this is not the correct timing of when I'm supposed to be pregnant. The shepherds were probably tempted to make it about what is going on here? Why are these angels showing up? What is happening? They're tempted to make it about, look how cool we are. We got angels to show up at our, our place today. It's always been a temptation. But it's always been about Jesus. We're so excited about decorating the house. And that's beautiful, but it's so much more. My next door neighbor was giving Clark Griswold a run for his money this year. It's awesome. And, uh, uh, but everybody who comes to my house says, Jared, you need to up your game. It's like, no, why? <laughs> I just get to look across the street and there's, uh, I get all the lights I want without any of the work. It's fantastic. But we make it about that sometimes. We are so excited about the food that we get to eat and that's wonderful, but it's about so much more. We get excited about the presents that we get to give and that we get to receive, but it's about so much more. We get so excited about the people we will see, but it's about so much more. Matthew 2, 21, 23. She will bear a son and you shall call him his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place, place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Now, if you're like me and you've read this scripture, you're like, Jesus has a ton of names. We get Jesus, we get Christ, we get Emmanuel, and we get Messiah. Like, what, what's his name? And we've been giggling a little bit this week about the names that our children had at tea parties. Farron's with, what is it? For? The third, Farnsey, a rattletrap of the third. And uh, Tula Wigglebottom was another one. Um, these are all courtesy of my uh, father-in-law. Um, but these names that we come up and have uh, just, but those were all names. If I say uh, Tula Wigglebottom, I know exactly who I'm thinking about. I'm not going to tell you who I'm thinking about because that's just not, I'm, not, I'm nicer than that. But uh, <laughs> so, barely. Uh, but you have these names that pop into your head. If you think about, like my kids, they have different names. We have Bowen, Bo, Bobo. At different times in his life, he's been called different things, right? But they all are the essence of who he is. During baseball season, if I yell two, it's him. Bo, Bowen, Bo, Bobo. Kendall. Is Kendall. My personal favorite one she hates is E. Because people couldn't, Bowen and Lucy both couldn't say uh, sissy. And so it just came out E. And that became her nickname. But it met Kendall. And actually a distinct part of who Kendall is. And in gymnastics, she's called Doogie. Which is really funny because that was my nickname growing up. But there's another Kindle at gymnastics, and so they said, hey, well, let's call the Hauser. If you ever remember uh, that TV show, let's call Kendall Doogie. 
Kindle had to do some research on why they call him uh, uh, Doogie, the 30-year-old TV show. Uh, but uh, there you go. Um, and so she's called that. And so she's got these different names, but those represent different aspects of her. Just like when we call Jesus, like I always thought, when, there was a time where I was like, did we name Jesus wrong? Like what is, how did we experience this? His name Jesus, he's, he's Emmanuel, he's Messiah, he's Christ, what, all these things. Well, they all are different aspects of how we've gotten to see who Jesus Christ is actually is who the Messiah is. What are these names? Jesus means one who saves. Christ means servant of God. Messiah means anointed one. And Emmanuel means God with us. That's a mouthful for a baby. That is a mouthful to give all those titles to a Eight pound, two ounce baby boy. I have no idea how big Jesus was when he was born, by the way. There's, there's no historical record of that. Uh, but the anointed servant of God who is with us will save us. That's what his name means. If you put all these titles together and you run them together, the anointed servant of God who is with us will save us. That's who we get to celebrate today at Christmas. That's who we get to be a part of. That's who we get to have joy in. That's what all of the excitement and the magic and the fun and the punch and the sausage balls and the cookies and the swimming and toast is all about. And the klotchkeys, thank you, Missy Fermenti, uh, are all about is the anointed servant of God who is with us will save us. It's not about what we are doing. It's about what has been done for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So what is Christmas all about? The anointed servant of God who is with us will save us. And he's here. When we ask the question, and maybe you can ask the question later today when it's tempted to make it about something else. What is Christmas really about? Maybe it's a question you need to ask when something fails today. When something gets burnt, something gets broken, something gets dropped, someone can't come. What's Christmas all about? Husbands, I don't recommend you saying this to your wife when something got burnt. Just pro tip. But something you say on internal monologue, Right? Christmas is all about the anointed servant of God who is with us, will save us, and he's here. The anointed servant of God coming to save us. What is Christmas all about? It's not just a birthday party. It's not just an exciting day. It's not just a day in which we get to be with family. It's not just a day in which we get to eat good food. It's not a day, just a day in which we get to do all the traditions. It's not just a day in which we get to do all the fun things. It's a day in which we get to experience the anointed son of God who is with us, who has come to us to save us. That's what Christmas is all about. Pray with me. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for Christmas. Lord, we ask you to be with us and guide us. We ask you to um, anoint our Christmas experience today. That whatever we're going to do, 
Um, Lord, whether we are spending the day by ourselves, and this is our Christmas experience, this is our uh, community event, Lord, we, we thank you for this moment. If we have a busy day, we're going to be traveling all over town, Lord, that we would keep you at the center of it all. That Christmas is about you coming to save us. And not just save us, but the one who is with us, who participates in life with us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you for this experience. And in Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.